Great, here we are, week 10. The only difference between this slide and last week's slide is that this last week's slide showed week 10 when it's only week 9, so I was ahead of myself. So this also says week 10, but it is week 10. Um, getting started. Uh, this is all about rising up, hashtag time to rise up. And it's an encouragement for us to think about the life of Elijah and Elijah and how God called them to rise up, to step into the moment, to stand up for God, to see, to seek kingdom breakthrough in uh, their day and in their time. And it mirrors our day and our time. We, we face the same challenges, the same struggles. We have the same opportunities as them to rise up and make a difference. But how do you get started? Sometimes getting started is the hardest thing about any task. Learning to drive a car, how do you get started? How do you get the thing to move or to at least hop at the beginning? How do you do that? Learning to ride a bike, how do you start riding a bike? For a period of time, I could only ride a bike in a straight line and in our back garden, headed for the wall, Mr. Pask's wall, because that was the only way I could stop. It was effective but painful. Uh, uh, but I'd got started at least. And eventually, I could cycle round in a circle, only the right-hand circle. And eventually, I could do straight and left and right. But you have to start somewhere, don't you? Going out for a run. <sighs> See? <laughs> Some of them. How do, you, how do you start? I mean, getting started is the, the worst part of it. No, actually, feeling like your lungs are about to fall out is the worst part of it. But getting started can also be difficult. Full of good intentions, perhaps we never get started on something because we don't quite know where or how. I want to set a few principles in place this morning that will help us think about um, getting started. Verse 9 of uh, chapter 3. So the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. After a roundabout march of seven days, the army had no more water for themselves or for the animals with them. Now, if you're uh, an attacking army, water is an essential part of your battle armory. So imagine for a moment an army that's been in the desert for uh, seven days and now run out of water, beginning to dehydrate. You're not in a place of uh, <clears throat> making an offensive uh, uh, attack. So verse 10, what, exclaimed the king of Israel, uh, what on earth are we going to do? And then he says, has the Lord called us three kings together only to deliver us into the hands of Moab? We don't stand a chance. If we've got no water, we can't even sustain ourselves, let alone fight uh, a battle. Then verse 11, then Jehoshaphat asked, is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? If we want to get started then we will need to know that there is stuff only God can do. If we want to get started, if we want to rise up, if we want to see a breakthrough, we have to begin by knowing there is stuff that only God can do. They needed rain. They had no control over the rain, the supply of water, unless the Lord provided it for them. If we want to get started with anything with God, we need to know that not only, or neither is he, a quick way of getting what we want, 
Neither is he a help, because we might have been able to do it by ourselves, but with his help it might be quicker and more efficient. We need to know that God is the only way, the only means, the only currency, the only possibility to see kingdom breakthrough. Only God. Only God. Without God, we're like an army in the desert that's run out of water. We've got nothing. Nothing to give, nothing to offer, nothing to receive. Only God will make this possible. And of course, Jesus says, not surprisingly, exactly the same thing. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, without me, you can do nothing. No, 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 Jesus, you don't understand. We can do quite a lot. Look at all that we can do. Look how busy we are. Look at all the stuff we can get through. We can get quite a lot done ourselves, actually, Jesus. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do a lot of stuff, but only kingdom breakthrough, only fruit can come from God. You see, it's only God that can light up the darkness. It's only God that can heal people from the inside out. It's only God that can forgive the things that are wrong in you and in me. That's why the religious nuts got so annoyed with Jesus when he says, I I forgive. Only God can break the power of habits and sins in our lives. If you could, you would have done it, wouldn't you? But you can't. Everything in life that matters, only God. Paul says the same thing. There's a theme going on here. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. And maybe you have no energy to get started on whatever it is that you might be called to rise up and engage with, because you feel you have started a thousand times over. Anyone know what I'm talking about? I've tried everything. I've got nothing left. I've got no no effort, no energy. I've tried it all. That's the telltale phrase. I've tried it. You can't do it. Try for the thousands and one time if you want But you can't do it. It's not about you. You cannot make it happen. So, how do you get started? You surrender what you know you cannot do. You stop trying to do the stuff that only God can make possible. And that's what was happening here. You see, only God can send the rain. What's the rain that you need? What's the rain that you need in your marriage? R-A-I-N. What's the rain that you need for your waiting as a single person? What's the rain that you need for your work, for your career? What's the rain that you need for your education? What's the rain that you need in your family? What's the rain that you need to pour down on your circumstances and on your decisions? What's the rain that you need? 
And maybe you're exhausted trying to make it rain. It's like trying to grow a beard. Every, apart from well, I was going to say every adolescent female has tried to grow male has tried to grow a beard. In fact, some of the women are better at it than the men. But that's another story, and you can't go there. Really, we just have. See, there are some things you just can't do. And, and are you trying to do something that only God can do? We all try to do things that only God can do. And we get exhausted in the effort, and we get disillusioned in the effort, and we get despairing in the effort, and we feel we have, there's no hope because of our effort, because our effort is not achieving. Uh, I can't make it rain. There are things that only God can do. And maybe today, maybe today, it's as far as you'll get this morning to say, hey, I've been trying and this trying sucks because actually this morning I can see I cannot make it rain and, and I, I'm angry with God and I'm frustrated with Him and I'm like a little petulant child and I'm pounding on His chest because I'm really cross with Him because I can't do what I think I should be able to do. And God just wants to scoop you up this morning in His arms and He wants to hold you close and He wants you to feel the strength of His embrace and to know, and to know, that you can't do it. And to know that you can't do it. And in that knowing that you can't do it, to feel the strength this morning of his embrace. To feel his strong grip. To begin to let your guard down. To relax in the moment that God has this covered. He can do this even though I can't. Feel his strength in your weakness. As Paul would say, it's an amazing place when I understand how weak I really am. Because then I get a true glimpse on where God can be powerfully strong. There is stuff only God can do. And verse 16, this is what the Lord says, make this valley full of ditches. For this is what the Lord says, you'll see neither wind nor rain, blah, 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 blah. verse 18, this is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. You know the thing that you can't do, it's peep, pipsqueak for God. Dead easy. You know the decision that you can't make, that's pretty easy for God. You know the mountain that you can't get over? That's pretty easy for God. You know the, the valley that you're trying to get through? It's pretty easy for God. Let's face it. And there it is, verse 18. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. An easy. Do you believe that, that the thing that you can't do, God can do easily? Well, amen. Amen. Secondly, getting started. If you can't make it rain, what you can do is prepared to receive it. You can dig a ditch. You can dig a ditch. This is what the Lord says. Make this valley full of ditches. Make this nation, some translations, full of ditches. Get yourself ready to receive what God will give you because he is the only one who can. 
Let's get out of God's way, do our bit, and leave him to do his. Advent is all about getting ready. It's all about being in a place to receive what only God can do, and he probably will do as soon as we get out the way and dig a couple of ditches to make it possible. Advent is about getting ready for the day the rain will come. Getting ready for God to visit us. And when Jesus came the first time, he didn't come to a palace because they were not ready and there was no room. He didn't go to the religious leaders in the temple because they were not ready and there was no room. But he went to a young girl called Mary who'd spent her life digging a ditch. Digging a ditch of humility. Digging a ditch of openness to what God might say through his spirit. Digging a ditch of obedience. And the rain came to Mary. She dug a ditch. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature. It's not the X factor. God will send the rain once you have dug a ditch. Anyone know what I'm talking about? This is exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Now, let's be really clear. A new wineskin does not produce the wine. Doesn't matter how many beautiful wineskins you have, there still is no wine. Only God can send the rain, provide the wine, but you can dig a ditch. Or to mix the metaphor, you can build a wineskin. And in fact, uh, the, the person who, who doesn't do it, it is foolish in some of the translations. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a foolishness. No one, no one does this because it's a silly, stupid thing to do. Trying to put new wine into an old wineskin. Now, if it's a silly and stupid thing to do, God's not going to do it. Because it's silly and stupid, and he doesn't do silly and stupid things. So if all we're offering God is our old wineskin, it'll be a jolly long wait for the new wine. Dig a ditch for the rain. Get a new wineskin for the new wine. And I have to tell you, I'm blessed beyond measure by so many conversations in recent times about people who are effectively saying, do you know what, Simon? I'm digging a ditch. I'm getting ready for what God is going to do. I'm getting ready for the rain to come. I'm, I'm taking some time out I'm altering my rhythm in this way. I'm giving something up. I'm I'm moving my life in this particular direction. Not that those things in themselves will cause the rain to come. It won't. But if you dig a ditch, the rain clouds are gathering. Because I believe that's God's promise for us. And in different ways, easy ways, we can dig ditches. You might say, well, I'm setting my alarm at such and such a time every day for a few minutes to pray about such and such. As a family, you know, I've told you before, we we sat our arms at seven in the evening to pray as a family and whoever's with us. We're digging a ditch. Sometimes we forget, sometimes we're distracted, sometimes it doesn't work out. But when we pray, we're digging a ditch. 
And it's not that um, the rain pours down every time we, we put the shovel in the ground, but over time we end up praying with people we never would have prayed for. Over time, we end up seeing God do stuff that, that he never would have done. Uh, over time, we end up uh, uh, sort of sharing faith with our family that we wouldn't have otherwise shared. Now, every shovel doesn't cause the rain to come, but after a while, you've got a good ditch. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And so, the, the, the little things... I go, here, Lord, I'm, I'm beginning to dig this ditch. I can't make you do anything. And I certainly can't do what you would have done. So I'm going to get out of the way and not try and do it myself. But I am going to begin to get going with that shovel. You see, think about Paul's baptism today. Only God can do that. If you know anything about his story, only God can do that. It's what God has done. It's God who sends the rain. A few years ago, we said as a church... We need new wine. We're not seeing people come to faith. We're not seeing people find Jesus. We need the rain. Now, we can't cause the rain to fall. And we can't make people adopt faith. But what God did say is dig some ditches. And we started digging some ditches. We started digging some ditches called missional communities. We started digging some ditches which said, let's develop a discipling culture where ordinary people can disciple other ordinary people. We started to dig a ditch that said, we need celebration, but we also need community. And as we've begun to dig a ditch, it's not a downpour, but it's beginning to spit. Wouldn't you agree? And I don't think it would start spitting if we hadn't got any ditches to collect the water. Yeah, and me. And me. Absolutely. We'll just carry on our conversation, should we, and leave them to it. You know, it's more interesting, actually, isn't it? We can have a little chat. And, you know? And, and I know. I know that digging ditches is hard and difficult. That these guys were exhausted, they were dehydrated, and if you read the text, they had to dig the ditches all night. That's what they had to do. They had to put some back into it, some effort into it. There would have been all kinds of misunderstanding. Why do we need these ditches and it's all a waste of time and blah, blah, blah. This, all kinds of struggle that we know and understand. But if we want the rain to fall, we need a ditch here and there. Do I get an amen? Imagine it, a land full of ditches. That's what it says. Can you imagine a land full of ditches when the rain comes? I don't know what rain you need or therefore what ditch you need to dig. But we need to work it out. And that's what community is all about. Community will help you put the things we're talking about here into real practice in your life. We can't have a conversation this morning about what your ditch should look like. But you can in your small group, and you can in your missional community, and that's why you need to be connected. Because if you don't dig a ditch, I'm not sure it's going to rain. So with the risk of mixing my metaphors even more, if mixing metaphors troubles you, you'll just have to deal with it this morning. Chapter 4, verse 1, I think, gives us a real clue about the kind of ditch we need to dig. Verse 1, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Now, her heart is in the right place. She knows there are certain things that only God can do. 
Only God can get us out of this mess. I can't solve it, she says. I can't fix it. I can't do what God would do. Only God can do that. So what do I need to do? What kind of ditch do I need to dig? What kind of wineskin do I need to begin to to make? And look at Elijah's response. Elisha's response, sorry, in verse 2. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? If you want to get started, look at what you have. Look at what you already have. If you want to know where to dig your ditch... Look at where you already are. The ditch you dig comes out of what you've got. And that's one of the most beautiful and powerful things about following Jesus that I know. Because no one's excluded. Because we've all got something. We've all got something. And if you're not sure that you've got something, we are all somewhere. Every single person can start to dig a ditch. Moses, he's pretty terrified about what God's asking him to do. He needs to rise up and he can't quite get his head around it. And what does God say to him? What if they do not believe me, Moses says? What if they don't listen to me? What if it all goes wrong? How how, how am I going to make this happen? And then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? What do you already have? What's already in your hand? He he had a staff in his hand. And you know the story, maybe some of you, that he could throw it down, turn into a snake. He could could lift it over the water and the waters would part. But he, he began with what he had in his hand. Race on a few thousand years to a hillside and a great cloud of crowd of people have gathered to hear Jesus preach and they're starving hungry and the disciples go to Jesus how on earth are we going to feed all these people and Jesus says what have we got brilliant principle what have we got well that's a useless thing to say Jesus because what you haven't realized you dimwit is that we've only got a boy's small lunch so stop asking stupid questions no no I said what have we got ah a couple of loaves and some fish Bring them. That'll do. Bring them. Bring them. And you know the rest of the story. Where do you need the rain? And what have you got to start digging a ditch? You see, you might look at your marriage and think, well, I can't fix this. This is way beyond my ability to fix. And do you know what? You're probably right. You see, marriage is a miracle, isn't it? Two messed up people trying to live together. Honest, that's, isn't that, isn't that it? You've got a big load of baggage, and the other person's got a big load of baggage, and they go, oh, let's see how this works out. And they go, oh, this is difficult. So, uh, Donald and Nancy are just sorting themselves out down there, they've pro- provoked something. You can, don't worry, but you carry on, use, use the time you're together. That's right. Do do you know what? You can't fix it, probably. But you've all got something to offer it. Even if the only thing you've got to offer is, I'm sorry. 
or I forgive you. There is no one here who can't begin to dig a ditch. And if you dig a ditch, the rain will come. Honest, if you dig a ditch, open heart to God, the rain will come. Doesn't matter what relationship you're in, what situation you're in, what your circumstances in, there there is no scenario that I can possibly think of where you can't begin to dig it. Oh, you can say that won't do anything. No, neither will a staff and a couple of loaves and, and this oil in this woman's house, what's that gonna do? You might as well just pour that down the drain. It's useless. Just that little drop. In fact, the jar is empty. I'm longing to reach out to my neighbours and I just can't figure it all out. No, of course not. It's almost impossible. The whole kingdom of darkness is against you when you want to step into bringing some light to your neighbourhood. God can do some stuff though. Just start digging a ditch. Digging a ditch might be, oh, I'm going to smile at them. That'll be a change. Digging a ditch might be, I'm going to invite them for coffee one day. That'll be a change. That'll be a ditch. It's not, this is not rocket science, simple things that dig ditches. And, and one coffee doesn't dig a ditch, but a relationship begins to. Set your alarm for a few minutes as you go into work. I'm going to pray for the meetings that I've got. It won't change tomorrow, but you're beginning to dig a ditch. I'm going to get in a few minutes early to work, and I'm going to pray just before I start the day. I think my family think I'm annoying. I don't mean this me, but that's probably true as well. I think my family think I'm annoying, so I'm going to bless them this week. I'm going to dig a ditch. I'm going to dig a ditch. Where do you need the rain? Where have you surrendered and said, Lord, I, I, the rain's your problem. I can't do that. The rain's all down to you. And so what's the ditch that you're starting to dig? Because you're answering the question, what have you got in your hand? What's in your house? What do you already have? And you'll be tempted, of course, and the enemy's whispering to you even now, what you have is nothing. That's right, nothing. Without the rain coming, it's nothing. But the staff is nothing. The picnic is nothing. But with God, it's everything. And look what happens when you offer the little you have, when you dig the ditch that you can dig, pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. (laughs) The rain's coming. Can you imagine the rain coming and there being no ditches? The rain won't come. Imagine longing for new wine, but got no wineskins that are fit for put rain. Wine, wine won't come. Would the oil have come unless she poured? Unless she'd gathered the jars? Unless she'd got it ready? Can't make it rain. So stop that. But dig a ditch, would you? Dig a ditch.